Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Peter is coming. And he looks like he's going to be doing the cleaning or something. He's got a bucket anyway. So, Peter, over to you. Tell you what, I'll pray for you. Oh, go on then. Lord, Lord, we just pray, Father, that you will bless Peter. Bless him as he brings your word to us this morning. Thank you, Lord, that your favour is on him, Lord, and that uh, we will hear your word loud and clear in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, I'm very loud in here, aren't I? Well, Happy New Year to everyone. Um, I, um, I, I don't know how your New Year's been so far. There hasn't been a lot of days to... Um, to, to do much yet, um, and, and I wonder how you feel at the start of this new year. Um, is it going to be new year, new you? Um, are you dreading it? Do you think it's going to be 2020 all over again, and, uh, and your heart sinks at the thought of more time um, spent on your own? I wonder how you feel. And I wonder at the beginning of the year what um, kind of resolutions uh, you might have been making. For some people, they will be responding to the excesses of Christmas and celebrations, and uh, they'll be concentrating on on, uh, needing to lose weight, eat more healthily, and exercise more. And uh, you might expect me to talk about such things today, and this isn't for you, Dave. Um, Maybe you just feel really guilty um, because of those excesses that have been going on for months and months um, because of being locked down. But I don't want to talk about doing less. I want to talk about celebrating more this morning. I want to talk about feasting. And I want to talk about us um, feasting as we go through uh, the year. And you know, feasts are biblical. Um, If you look at the Jewish calendar, a good chunk of it, you know, um, every fourth or fifth day on average, they're feasting uh, and celebrating something. And um, there's this picture of heaven where there's the the table spread out for a feast. And, um, And that's the kind of picture that I want you to get in your mind this morning Um, because actually I believe God is a God who enjoys the feast and uh, he wants to set up a table for us. So at the beginning of the year I want to um, just speak um, from a passage that I think is incredibly familiar to you all. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He leads me beside peaceful streams, he renews my strength, he guides me along right paths, brings honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. 
You honour me by anointing my head with oil, and my cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So Psalm 23, words that you're all familiar with, and and probably the bit that you're most familiar with is uh, the walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And uh, that may be how you feel like 2020 was for you, that you just constantly walk through this valley. I don't think on TV we've ever talked about how many people have died. Even in times of war, it hasn't been as graphic as it has been for us in this last year, concentrating on death and disease in a way that we've never done before. And you might feel that actually you've been in a dark valley. God wants to say to you today, he has set a table for you, a table to feast from. He wants to tell you that your cup will overflow, overflow with joy. Now, last time I spoke was um, on Christmas Day, and uh, if you um, listen to that and you remember, you'll remember that I talked about piggies in blankets, and I just want to show you a picture of our Christmas table laden with food. Um, It hasn't come up on the screen behind me. I don't... It has. It's just appeared. Um, Can't quite see it there, but what I can tell you is there's no piggies in blankets. I forgot to cook them, and uh, my children haven't let me forget ever since. And what I can tell you is we were so full after that dinner that um, we couldn't eat any piggies in blankets. So I didn't cook them that evening. I had to cook them on Boxing Day because actually the feast was too big. We couldn't eat any more. And if I'd cooked the extra, it would have gone to waste. I did just forget, though. And as you feasted, as you sat around your your tables, um, as you joined together as families, and you, uh, you, you ate your food, I wonder if you remembered what it was all about. Did you remember that this was all about the overflow of God's love for you, with Christ coming down as a human, as a baby, to grow, to live, to teach, and to die for you? Is that what you were remembering? As you had that extra Brussels sprout, yes, I can eat one more. As you took the extra quality street, as you took the final mince pie, did you think, oh, I ate so much, I can't eat another thing? You know what? That is how God's heart is for you, bursting. He can't contain it anymore. He loves you that much. And you know what? After a feast, after you've had the big meal, what do you want to do? You want to rest. Your first thought isn't, oh, I'm going to go and do a whole load of housework now. 
No, your thought is, I'm going to rest, I'm going to sit, I'm going to be quietly digesting my food. And you know what? That's a picture of as we feast in God, we can rest in Him, replete, full in the knowledge of His love for us. You might have thought after all your food, I didn't need that. There's that feeling, isn't there, of full satisfaction, complete satisfaction. And there's that feeling of, I am not going to need to eat for a week. Three hours later, you're like, hmm, cheese. And you want to nibble. You get up the next morning and you're hungry. You're ready for more food. And so it is with God. He feeds you. He supplies your needs, but tomorrow you need more. You need again. So, he also talked in Psalm 23 about your cup overflowing. And um, so when you get your cup and you put a little bit in, you can drink. Very nice. But he doesn't say, I'm going to take you where there's nothing. He says, I'm going to fill your cup to overflowing. I'm just going to keep on pouring and keep on pouring and keep on pouring and keep on pouring. And what can you do when your cup overflows? The only thing you can do is to drink, because otherwise it spills everywhere. And God wants to keep filling you, and keep filling you, and keep filling you. I've made enough mess now. When you're in the dark valley, you might think, I would die for a Mars bar. I would give anything for just one of those mince pies right now. That would keep me going. You might feel so thirsty that you would stoop at the stream and you would, you would get the water and you would lap it up. God doesn't give you a tiny morsel. He doesn't give you a little bit of water. He says... I lay a table for you to feast. I pour your cup so full that it overflows and you can do nothing but drink. That's his blessing for you. It says in Isaiah 43, I was just reminded of this this morning. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you won't drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. And that's his promise to you. At the start of the Psalms, it starts like this. Oh, the joys of those who don't follow the advice of the wicked. Or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. 
but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted alongside the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. That is God's promise to you, that he will water you well, that you will prosper, that actually your leaves will be green, they will be healthy. And I just want to encourage you at the start of this year, that as you might think about your resolutions of what you might do for your health, what you might do to do other things in life, that actually you should have a resolution to feast this year. I want to encourage you to feast in three different ways. Feast in the Word. As you get into the Bible, you find it's like a present, and that as you unwrap things, you find things inside you weren't expecting. Sometimes it's a bit like pass the parcel, and you peel off a bit, and it still looks pretty drab. And you peel off another layer, and it's still the same, and another layer, and it's still the same. But if you search and you take off enough layers, you'll find the prize within. I've just this week been setting up a trail in my Bible where I've been reading some stuff and I've been kind of laying a paper trail through the Bible where I've gone from one bit to another to another so that as I come back to it, I'll find these little nuggets again as I'm reading. I want to encourage you to feast in prayer. Tell him everything. You know, he doesn't get tired of listening to you. He doesn't get fed up as you witter on. Tell him everything, but listen to what he has to say to you. He has got a feast, and he wants to feed you. And I'll encourage you, thirdly, to feast in worship. Go find some new songs. There's a load of stuff out there that you have never heard of before. Even yesterday I was going for a run, I put on a playlist that was random, and it brought up a whole load of songs that I'd never heard of before that just helped me focus on God. There's more than enough for one every day. Go find some new songs and worship Him afresh. Lose yourself in God. So this year, as you physically feast on high days and holidays and weekends, I want you to remember why you feast, and feast in God.